Is social media best used for sales or for brand awareness and engagement? Ah, yes, the age-old question that marketers have been debating even before Zuckerberg started the Facebook in his tiny Harvard dorm room way back in 2004. So what's the right answer? Is there one? I'm sure many of you are mentally shouting the answer at me right now through your own listening device. Many marketers understandably lean towards the side of brand awareness and engagement, while others don't quite see the point of social media unless it's eventually leading to sales, which is also understandable. But what if there was a way to mesh the two and build a system that looks at social media as one continual relationship-building process that eventually turns fans and followers into customers and evangelists? I'm Brian Peters, and this is The Science of Social Media, a podcast by Buffer, your weekly sandbox for social media stories, insights, experimentation, and inspiration. I've um, I come up with this model before called PRISM, and it's really to let people understand the framework of going from a tweet or a Facebook update to a sale, and this helps with the analytics side as well. That is the unmistakable voice of our good friend Ian Cleary. Ian is the founder of Razor Social, a contributor to Forbes and Entrepreneur, and fun fact, a great kickboxer. He's come up with a new, more fluid way of looking at sales on social media, one where awareness and sales aren't two competing goals, but one where they are connected in a harmonious relationship. He calls it the PRISM funnel. PRISM is an acronym, P for people. So you start off in social and you're building an audience. So you're building an audience naturally by sharing good, valuable content, engaging in conversations you know, going on to Buffer's podcast, things like that. It's helping build an audience. The next stage is or for relationships. If you don't have a relationship with the audience, people will not take action. They will just ignore you. So you need to build a relationship. And content is a great way of building a relationship by providing something useful and valuable. But then you generally want to draw people to your website. So it's I for inbound traffic. So you want to then measure, you know, what traffic you're getting from social media on the social media side, you're measuring your growth and following and you're measuring the strength of your relationships. Are you getting engagement, you know, with the content you're sharing? Then you drive people to your site and now you're, you can measure the traffic you receive from social networks. And, and sometimes you can't measure all of that, but you can see an increase in traffic and you look to see well, have you been really focusing on social over the last couple of months? And then you can start attributing traffic to that the next stage once you drive people in my primary goal there is to build subscribers s for subscribers so i want to build email subscribers because i know that's my best way of continuing to build the relationship by continuing to provide valuable content so i want to see you know i've goal set up in google analytics to check you know am i building email subscribers what content is helping build email subscribers and what channels on social is helping. And then the next stage is monetization. So once people sign up as an email subscriber, you know, there may be offers now or there may be offers when we're we have a big launch where where we might run a webinar, for example, and a lot of people on the web on their email list are saying, well, Ian provides good content. What's the webinar going to be like with 45 minutes of training? So you get a good audience in that and then maybe you provide an offer that stage. So 
It's PRISM, P for people, R for relationships, I for inbound traffic, S for subscribers, and M for monetization. What I love about the PRISM funnel is that it puts real people into the equation. On the other side of every paid ad you run and every piece of content you share, there's a human looking to solve a specific problem. This PRISM funnel has helped tons of businesses and can help yours too. Of course, it all starts with content. I mean, first of all, you need to have your, your ears open all the time listening for content ideas. So you're tracking what other people are saying, you're watching presentations, I go to conferences, and I'm collecting ideas all the time. Now, I use Asana to manage my editorial calendar. So basically what I do is, when I have an idea for a piece of content, I put it into the ideas board. And I'm just constantly adding to that all the time. So then when I sit down to write a piece of content, I'm not, I don't have you know, a blank page. I have a list of potential ideas. And some of them are not great and some of them are good. And, but sometimes you get some inspiration and you come up with a, a really good idea from that. So I think no matter if you're one person in the team or 10 people, you still need to have that editorial process. Even if you don't have a formalized editorial process in place, the key thing there is to always be looking for new ideas and inspiration everywhere you go. When you open Facebook or Twitter, when you're walking down the street, when you're reading a book or even watching TV. Then when you go to actually write the content, keep this in mind. I've sort of started off focused mainly on social media tools and then I broadened it out to digital marketing. But if I look at the the content on my site that's been popular, it's the the ones that I've put the most effort into is generally the most popular, you know, so it's the long detail post. And I know on Buffer's blog, you can see that as well. The the detailed, you know, posts, if you do like a piece of research that take you a long time, that does particularly well. I've written a lot of guides where it's more than a blog post. It's a, a detailed guide. And sometimes then I come up with ideas or frameworks. So I think the key is now is you know, you need to put a lot of effort in if you want that content to stand out and you need to think about how do I make that piece of content unique and a piece of research is unique, a framework is unique, you, you know, maybe it's just a survey and you get all the responses back or you get feedback from a lot of key influencers in your content and that can make it unique as well. How many of us, including myself, are guilty of that? We either write a blog post that we know deep down only scratches the surface, or we write a great piece of content and expect it to do well on its own. The secret sauce is effort. Now, onto the tricky task of tying that content and effort into the sales funnel itself. Let's talk about the PR of Prism people and relationships. Traditionally, these might be considered as the awareness portions of social media. The portion that is hard to measure and hard to tie to ROI. Since when did more fans equal more customers, right? But let's take a different look at it for argument's sake. Yeah, when I talk about P for people, I'm looking at audience growth initially. So I want to see, are my fans and followers growing? So if my fans and followers are not growing, well, uh, you know, maybe then I, I'm, you know, not attracting my audience. So maybe there's a problem with the content of what I'm sharing it you know it should be naturally growing if you're sharing good relevant content and if you're engaging with other people you know through social so maybe you're you're not being social so that's one thing then from or for relationships 
Well, you start you start investing time in relationships by sharing other people's content. And if your content is good enough, they will start sharing yours back. So you'll start to, you could track your shares on your blog content, for example, and then you can track on social channels. What's the engagement? Are people liking and sharing your content? You know, if they're not, then it's either the wrong content or you go back to P for people and go, is it the right audience? We don't want just to get growth and followers engagement if it's the wrong type of audience. So you have to keep a check in your audience. But yeah, check to see, is your following growing? You know, if it's not, well, then go back and look at your, your content and are you putting the effort into social and same with relationships. You know, if you're, you know, trying to build relationships and you're sharing other people's content and commenting on the content and then you come out with a good piece of content and you're getting no shares or anything. Well, you're either not doing enough work on the relationship side or your content is not good enough. Okay. So far, we have two key components in our funnel, content and relationships. And now that I'm thinking about it in this way, isn't that what social media is all about? Great content and creating meaningful relationships? More on that later. For now, let's dive into the I portion of PRISM, driving inbound traffic to your key assets, an important part of the funnel. I for inbound traffic. So you generate the inbound traffic from social, uh, whatever. But then you could also generate inbound traffic from Google Organic. But the thing about Google Organic is that, you know, Social does impact your organic listing, not directly, but indirectly. So if I create a great piece of content, if it gets shared on social all over the place, well, then more people will hear about it. So more people are, will likely write about it. More people will link to it, which will help my organic listing. So even though you could say, well, Google Organic sends me straight to I for inbound, I ignore social. The thing is, most people may have heard about it through social. So that's where, you know, you're thinking that it might, it's not necessarily following all the steps to go through. But then you might, the other side is, you might run an ad from social directly to a sales page, you know, or you might go, uh, you might build an audience on social. For example, you display a video and based on a lot of people watching that video, you build an audience and then you send that audience directly to your sales page. Where I tend to get tripped up is thinking that good content has to be a blog post. In the social media funnel, good content is anything that gets people to your website. It's your hook, if you will. Blog posts work, of course, but webinars, landing pages, promos, discounts, eBooks, and research all fit nicely into the inbound portion of your marketing. But what does that look like in action? So if I'm doing a product launch and say, for example, I'm doing a product launch related to coming up with research tools to uh, identify content to write. Well, I'm going to start writing content about how to do research, how to do keyword research, how to identify the best keywords. So I'm going to tease people with great content that's very relevant and re related to the product I'm selling. From that, I'm going to have opt-ins within that piece of content where people say, well, you're really interested in this. Well, here's the next stage. And then from there, if the product's available for sale, I may 
as soon as somebody opts in, I may bring them straight to a sales page after this, say, hey, you were interested in this research. This is only one of seven components. We have a product now available. You know, while you're on this page, it's available for this specific price and then maybe a follow-up email sequence. So you're, you're capturing people with sort of general content around your area of expertise and then you narrow that down and start bringing people to more specific content that's directly related to the product you have that you're selling. So you start giving people away through some of the free content, something that's closely aligned with your paid content. So you can really, you know, uh, focus in on your real target audience for that. What if I asked you right now, what is social media best used for? Brand awareness or sales? Has your viewpoint changed at all since the beginning of this show? I asked Ian that exact same question. Here's what he said. What I say to people is don't focus on social media. Don't because I, I meet too many entrepreneurs, for example, in Ireland where they're thinking, oh, I want to build fans and followers. You know, and I go, well, that's not going to really do much if you just focus on that. And I say focus on content and relationships. What sort of strategic content you can come up with that's going to attract a big audience to you and you'll naturally grow your social media following. Or the other side is then is what relationships can you build? So forget about the social in the short term, thinking about building fans and followers. Think about social now as a you know a a directory of hundreds of millions of people where you can get access to all their details and you can see what they like what they don't like what sports they play who they hang out with who they work with what they're interested in you can find out all that information so when you're reaching out to them you know that information so even if you didn't use social just to drive traffic in you use social to find people to connect with to build relationships with if I was a new startup and I had a Twitter account of 50 followers, I'm not going to be trying to get 100 followers. I'm going to be finding people on Twitter that's very relevant for my business. I'm going to start sharing their content. I'm going to start interacting with them. And then I'm going to start building relationship. And that relationship will result in potential business partnership and it will result in my Twitter following growing. So I'm not saying social is not important and but it's the focus shouldn't be focus should be more on content and relationships. Now we all know of the unicorn brands that get a ton of organic engagement on social media, the Buzzfeeds, the New York Times, the fast companies. But for small businesses, for us, we have to be scrappy, witty, and relentlessly creative with our social media efforts. You know, is social all about awareness? Well, it's not if you're using it for outreach to find people that's straight in to generate leads partnerships and business amazing tool for that like look at linkedin you could sit here two of us could sit here brian on linkedin today and we could have calls in a half an hour in random countries around the world for specific opportunities for my business or your business it wouldn't be an issue we could do it if you approach it correctly but uh, if you focus on that content relationships your social will automatically grow your sharing will automatically grow because you'll have fantastic content that's really strategic to your business and you will, you know, end up getting a lot of benefit from social. So the key thing is don't think about, oh, I'm, I'm just using it to build some followers and more people will hear about me. Well, you know, use it strategically and you'll get lots of benefit. 
you ever read Gary Vee's Jab, 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 Right Hook? The premise is you give, give, give value, and then you finally ask for the sale or the partnership or for the job. But it's only after you've given a ton of value that you can actually ask. It's sort of like the S&M portion of the Prism Funnel from Ian Cleary. Subscribers and monetization. I suppose there's there's two sides to it. So I'm trying to get people from social over onto my email list because then I can then I can start moving that to a sales process quite quickly. It could be immediately after an opt-in, depending on your product or service. You, you know, so if you start with a low price product, well then you you might go immediately after an opt-in. So so that's normally you're bringing people over, and that could be. You know, they could be a follower today. You share a piece of content, they come straight over and they buy something. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's not jab, jab, right hook. That's like, well, is that, is, that a, <laughs> is that a jab and a right hook? But then the other side is you identify influencers in your industry that um, are really important for your business. They could potentially make or break your business by saying, wow, this is the best product I've come across in years. You, you know, so if there's somebody important like that, you want to identify a list of those people. And I start focusing on how can I help them? You know, to me, I say to people, you know, how can I help is a, a mindset. You don't have to say, say it. You don't have to say the words in your mind. You have to think, and how can I help this person? And when I'm building relationships with key influencers, it could be months before I ask because if I want a real relationship, it's not going to be from one phone call, you know, but I'm going to give a lot more first because I'm thinking long term, being strategic and thinking long term because that relationship will continue to give value where you get to stage of somebody say, you know, it's like I have friends now online where I know I can just send them a message and say, hey, can you share this It's uh, to your list, you know, your big email list. And they go, sure, no problem. And then do, they do it to me. But it's taken months to get to that stage, you know. How many of us have the patience to build real relationships on social media? How many of us are willing to put the effort into outreach, create truly valuable content, and jab before we hook? No, entrepreneurs and businesses are, are generally awful at outreach. You know? <laughs> so so they, they blast these emails to large groups of people and think that when you send an email and the first opening line is hide there, for example, or or it's a template that you've seen a hundred times before, they think, well, if I send 500, I might get a couple of responses. But they're forgetting about the damage they're doing to people by sending that. So I'd be for you to go have a smaller list, pick 50 people and maybe tailor each message and be completely different. It's so easy to get a response from somebody especially somebody gets lots of email it's so easy because most emails are awful and there's no research put into it and no effort put into it so you're better off tailoring those messages trying to impress the person with the knowledge of them and their business and then your response rate goes way up and your chance of building a relationship goes up so yes they jump in and ask immediately for something you know and that just doesn't work how about this? Let's challenge each other to be better marketers. Let's look at social media not only as brand awareness, not only as sales, but as one of the greatest mediums at our disposal to build relationships with people and provide valuable content at all times. 
From the ads you run on Facebook to the emails you send every single morning, each one is a new opportunity for your business. If you were on the other end of that ad or of that email, would you buy? I'm Brian Peters, and this is The Science of Social Media, a podcast by Buffer, your weekly sandbox for social media stories, insights, experimentation, and inspiration. Until next Monday, my friends.